When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so today we're talking to Peter Wilson, who is from ClaimYourStrawMan.com. And uh, we've done a, a few different episodes on, on common law before, so we have a little bit of knowledge. Um, I've, I've been getting more and more into it, but I'm still pretty green compared to the pros, I would say. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask, for the people who, who are very unfamiliar with this idea of uh, a straw man, can you explain what exactly that is? Yeah, the the um, the term straw man, that's obviously what we'd call, what is it, like a nickname or, you know, a colloquial name, because you're looking at uh, what is called like a legal fiction. That's the real name of it. So what happens is when you're born, all right, let's just say that your parents are there in, in the hospital and the baby's born. Uh, back in the day, what they would do is they would take the baby away and they would prick the heel of the baby and they would take uh, a heel print of the baby, which would create the, um, the birth certificate. Uh, now, nowadays, you actually do it. They've got it digitalized. They just literally put like a, a scan pad on, on the baby's foot mm. and it takes a scan of the baby's foot. And then that is what would create the birth certificate, not the thing that you get. All right. But the real birth certificate, which creates the surname, which is the capitalized uh, straw man name or the legal fiction. That's when the all capitals, the uh, capitus maximus, as it's called. Okay. That is how they create the legal society and the legal system. Okay. That is what the whole world is run on. It is this legal system using what is what uh, an implied company is really what it is. Mm-hmm. So your entire life, you're actually, you think that you are you when you're actually dealing with um, an implied company or a legal fiction, i.e. your capitalized name. And that's what pays bills. That is what is held as the debtor to, um, you know, pay your taxes or pay any fines and anything like that. That is exactly what a straw man is. There is literally a clone of of you as a living man or woman. Uh, that's that's kind of a, an easy explanation. Well, in and paper then those, form, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is, you know. And a lot yeah. of people say it's the birth certificate that you get, but if you look at it, it's that that just says, well, on mine. Uh, a copy of an entry of birth. That's all it is, a copy of an entry of birth. Um, and then the actual certificates, they get sent away and create a bond with a QCIP number, which gets traded on the stock exchange. And then the originals all get sent and stored in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. So with the QCIP numbers, with the bonds that are created, you literally get sold and traded multiple times all through your life on, uh, on, on that birth certificate. So you, you are getting sold all the time. So 
is that the certi certificate of live birth that you're talking about? Because there's a difference, right? From you get, I think you get the birth certificate and they get the certificate of live birth. Is that correct? Well, let's just say like in, in the UK, we have a certificate of live birth comes in. It's like a carbonated copy. And there's four sheets of paper. And the, when the midwife fills in the top sheet, it obviously copies it all the way through and it gets sent off to different um areas that's the live birth certificate and in the uk i've never met anyone yet that's been able to get a hold of one we always get the certified copy um, of an entry of birth um you know in, in the united states canada australia new zealand i've heard of people applying for and getting that live birth certificate but in the uk you can't seem to i think with it being the the kind of the uh center of the cabal as it were in the city of london um whereas the the uh, you know the temple bar is held which is the city of london really um you know I, I just think that they make it a lot harder for us to find out what's going on and to be able to find documentation and that type of thing um but the actual solid birth certificate that they take into the bond that just disappears you'll never see that again wow yeah, I heard it's very hard to get a hold of, and like you can even be jailed if you do it wrong. Yeah, I know. The, the well, I've heard a few stories of people trying to access the, what they call their treasury or treasury direct account. I think a lot of it's called in the United States, um, and a few people have done it in a certain way and ended up in prison. Um, wow. Two of them, I know, I don't want to say their names, um, you know, and they ended up that they they bought they actually accessed for quite a few thousand dollars uh, on a couple of occasions bought themselves a very nice luxury uh mobile home you what do you call them yeah mo mobile home or uh trailer right yeah but like yeah. you know like the massive great big um you know luxury like on the wheels driving off on it like you know wow and uh, and they ended up in prison for that and and you know not not a couple of weeks you know it was it was years that they spent in prison um, for uh, some kind of fraud charges because uh, that's attached know. to to quite a bit of money right just so people understand yeah they, they yeah. access those funds <laughs> yeah but you're not really meant to do that and that's obviously you know how they ended up um, <laughs> getting put in prison but wow. uh, I mean you know. The, the whole world is revolved around these uh, bonds that are created. And then, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, you're paying your council tax, for instance, which is property tax in the UK or your income tax, mm -hmm. which, you know, that doesn't pay for running the country. You know, that just gets all sent away. We know when we have the money collected in, in the United Kingdom um, that it gets sent to the United States, you know. So why is it getting sent there then? If it was to help run the country, they've got to stay, you know, in, in the United Kingdom, wouldn't it? Right. But, you know, it's, it's just the whole, your whole life is a fraud. It has been since the beginning. And this is not something that's happened, you know, when you try to explain this now, today, right? So let's just say like that this nonsense that's going on. We all know what we mean. So, you know, and like yeah. you try to explain a little bit if somebody asks a question, a normal person asks <laughs> a question. I use yeah. person properly, by the way. Um, but, you know, and you, you try to explain a little bit. And they went, oh, why would the government ever do that to you? Why oh, would yeah. Boris Johnson ever want to do any harm to you? And he's like, <laughs> oh, man, you know, I mean. They all talk about the new world order and, you know, like this one world government is coming and everything. 
it's been there for thousands of years. The new world order is an old world order, right? The one world government has been ran from the Vatican and the cabal uh, sitting in the center of the Rome. And we're all sitting in the Roman Empire and have done forever. And that's all there is to it. You know, it's just spread West. Would you say the Pope is one of the like most evil figures in this whole kind of web? <laughs> What's his well, role you know, exactly? They, they, well, I mean, there's several different popes, you know, the one that you see now, if he's even alive at the minute, you know, we just never know what's going on. We see the holograms of him and everything. Right. But, you know, I mean, that's the white pope you're talking about, but he's still part of the red shoe gang. And, you know, we shouldn't really go down that line of it, but, you know, I, you got to... Most people understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, they're all pretty much evil, but they're taking it right the way back on biblical senses. And that's, I think, why they've got, I mean, they're only there, I think, with their religions like the Vatican for the Catholics there is, and Christianity is just to make sure that we can keep separating mankind. So we can yep. make sure that everyone argues and fights, because when we're arguing and fighting between each other, we're not paying attention to what's going on. You know, so yeah. that that's the, I think one of the biggest reasons what religions were invented for. You know, uh -huh. um, it's man is man at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what what religion that you think you have or what color skin you have or where you were born or anything like that. You're still a man, and you come under God, and that's all there is to it. Whatever name you want to give it, you know, I just always use Big Bob. Yeah, <laughs> that does me all right. That's that's very interesting to me, like the role that uh, religion plays in this whole thing, because a lot of people, you know, are really Christian. They believe in Jesus and all this stuff. So what's your um, opinion exactly? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think you, you just said it a little bit, but what's your opinion on exactly the role religion plays as it pertains to common law? And uh, I guess the whole the whole kind of deal, like where where does it? Where is it valid and where does it stop being valid, I guess, is what I'm asking. Like, well, if you look at religion, if you bring it down to down a level, all right, let's just say we've got God, right? Creator, Big Bob, like whatever you want to call the creator. We know there's only one, no matter what name it has. Mm -hmm. Underneath there, you have man, just right at the top. So if you think of a totem pole... Okay, so you've got there at the top is, is, is the creator, whatever you want to call it. Straight underneath there is man, that is us. Anything mm -hmm. below that, then, then that is like subservient to us. We were given dominion over the world. Right. All right. So like, say, for instance, like the governments now, like or religions, where did it come from? It could only have been created by man. You know, God didn't create governments and God didn't create religions and then tell religions and, and governments to create man. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely the other way around. Right. So obviously we have, again, I don't want to sort of like, you know, weave in with like different um, timelines, but we've definitely been infiltrated by at least at least one strange influx that has corrupted mankind in an yeah. extremely sick and disgusting way going back as long as you can ever remember you know this isn't something this isn't a modern thing um so religions are underneath law because like here is god and god's law is the law right and then you have man who follow the law and I'm not talking about statute, you know, don't park here and don't speed there and, you know, right. make sure you pick your litter up. But, you know, like 
what it is is like you know harming do not harm cause no harm that type of thing thou shalt not kill you know in in, in essence mm-hmm. um and religion has come after that as governments have come after that and and if you look at it the religion and government there has got to be the most putrefied disgusting essences that were ever created and all they've ever done is harm everyone wars you know famine um like poverty and desperation of man if you look now and i'm just going to talk about the uk government because i can see the amount of money that they're talking about and i know it's not real money but Everything that they have been telling everyone that they have paid out over the last two years because of the nonsense we're living through now, right? They could have got rid of every single homeless person into a home and stopped poverty and stopped lack of food in the entire country in about a fortnight. True. Okay. But instead, what they've done is they paid all of their friends billions of pounds right to make sure that they had this so-called ppe stuff and other things that they wanted to have stocks of for the next 10 years you know for all the different variants that they're going to bring out and all these different you know named um jokes that they're going to see you know so all of that money that was created from the set of kv trust by the way which is all of our bonds from birth certificates um that's where all the money comes from invested on the stock exchange and then they've spent it all on this nonsense for two years uh while people were still starving and dying and you know running rampant and killing each other through craziness and depression suicide as well so where is religion and government yeah but but they certainly do seem to follow it right that's the that's the thing i think confuses people because we we know there's a lot of you know like satanism in the in the elites and um you know it does go back to biblical biblical things so yeah i guess that is that's confusing you know why why all those uh figures seem to be following that um that book well the the way i look at it if you, if you look at all of the top you want to call them elites or whatever, you know, but like say the people that are in the government, you know, they're, they're picked and going back, you know, from family lines, you know, this is, the, you know, they might not be tied to like the, the 13 tribes of the black nobility, but they're certainly going to be related along those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back uh, a few uh, years to, in the UK again, right. But it's very similar to the United States when we're looking at sort of like the Bushes and the Clintons and things, Right. If you look at um, you had everybody's got to know Margaret Thatcher's name, you know, the woman prime minister who was a man, really, you know, and then you had uh, oh for sure. And then you had John Major and still knocking about today, Tony Blair. Right. So they were all different governments, apparently. Right. And they're all doing different things. But they're all they're all family. Yeah. They're all cousins. They're actually blood cousins, you know. And that's easily proven, Um, you know, and, you know, she's dead, fortunately, you know, and they had massive parties up where I I come from the north of England, which was like old mining and shipping country where they built all the ships and and had all the coal mines. So, you know, then she destroyed 
uh, all of the, the cities and the towns and the villages of, of where we live. So they literally, when she died uh, on the day of her funeral, they had street parties. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, really, you know, that literally like, you know, like de decorations in the streets, tables along the main streets, uh, food and drink getting put out, you know, all singing songs. The Wicked Witch is dead from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she yeah. she they still have arguments and fights. And I know families today still don't speak with each other because of what she did to the miners and the miners strike in 1984. And I lived through that and went through that with friends. So. But um, yeah, I mean, this is just, I know this has gone up. What's that got to do with common law? But, you know, it, oh, it's all uh, related, I think. Yeah. Well, it is definitely related, yeah. you know, because this is what, what they've done is the whole thing is of making it corrupt is getting rid of law. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's what it all is. So if you look now, right, and, and compare, um, right, well, let's just say when I, when I was like in school, which is like in the, in the 60s and 70s, you know, like the, the things were a lot freer. You could do a lot more things without, you know, and, and, and if you compare it now um, to then, it's it's very much like, you know, get your papers out. It's like Nazi Germany, like, you know, prove who you are and what you're doing and where you're going. And it is like that. And people, you see, oh, but it's different this time, Peter. It's different if this time. Didn't you know that? Yeah, but even now, <laughs> if before two years ago, right, say, and, and you would see people on the streets getting struck and where's your ID? Yeah. What's that about? You know, you know That's what I mean? I've seen it plenty of times in the UK and on the United States television. The, 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 you know, the clowns in costumes, as I like to call them, they'll stop you and say, well, where's your ID? I want your ID. Well, why? What have I done? You know, why should I give it? And it's, you know, it's just to have, have scenes like, you know, on, on there, the great escape, seeing them walking up and down the train, stopping the people saying, where's your papers? It's the same thing, you know? Yeah, and this I, is before I, the nonsense we've got now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. People don't recognize the similarities. I'm in New York City, too, which is, you know, one of the first cities to implement this uh, crazy passport stuff. And they're, you know, they're literally arresting people for trying to eat at a restaurant, you know, and of course, most of those people don't know anything about their rights or, you know, even legal rights, <laughs> let alone common law. Um, so it's it's been frightening to watch. Um, mm -hmm. But that's why, you know, I love uh, learning more about this information to hopefully empower people in those situations. Mm -hmm. um, but so I've, I've heard some people try and tell me that, like, no, you know, the whole straw man thing is uh, is fake and uh, common law is a bunch of mytho mythological uh, nonsense. Um, I talked to Peter Stone about this in one of our episodes. Um what do you say to people like that? Because there, there's a, a a figure who's quite prominent in like the movement who who uh, puts out those uh, those type of statements. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I, I don't really um, I don't really sort of like talk about like the common law, okay? Yeah. Because it's 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 like a, a confusing term, and a lot of people I've heard them, and I try to tell them, and they say, "No, I'm protected. I live in the, under the common law." I went, "What does that mean?" That doesn't make any sense. You cannot live under common law. It's not an umbrella. You know, it isn't going to give you any help or, or protect you from anything. There is the law. That's all there is. It is law. Right. There's law and legal. 
and it's it's a divide and it's two separate things now we are actually living under the government which is a, a legal side let's forget about it like you know fiction corporations forget about that all right we know that we understand it if everyone wants to argue about it that's fine but it is a legal society not a lawful society mm -hmm. so all they ever talk about is what is legal. So what is legal? A legal is an act and statute that is created by a government. This is a group of people. And what it is, is it is a set of rules that will actually help one part of society to hinder another part of society. And usually to actually enhance the rich. Yeah. That is a legal or statute, which has nothing to do with law. So I, I ignore common law because I think that's not the right. I, do, I don't like using the term common law yeah. because the term comes from, right, um, King Richard. Okay, I'm, no, Ken, Henry II, right, when he uh, took over the throne in England, um, what he did is he says, look, we have to stop this because we've got this baron who has his own laws and rules. This guy over here, this lord who has his own laws and rules, and if you go over the wrong fence, you're going to get killed. So they got their court, right, the crown yeah. court, and they travelled the country and he unified all the laws and he said, this will be the law common to all. So that was making it the law common to all of England. And that's where the term comes from, and that was 1152. Wow. So... You know, it from there that the term is there, but this was, you know, the law that, that they had was still kind of the law of God rather than it's coming to the corruption that it is now, where it's not law, it's legal. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me it's law that you can't park on the side of the road, which has got a sign saying don't park. That's a man did that, right? That's a legal thing, okay? Where it's like law that, you know, you can't go and kill anyone or harm anyone or steal something. Right. If you're going to create harm or loss to another person, then that is against the law. Everybody, mm -hmm. generally, people are good, aren't they? Really? I mean, if you think, you know, we know we've got criminals, but most of the people that you know will generally be decent enough that you know they're not going to go and jump on your back and kill you, stab you, rape you, or murder you, yeah. right? Or steal all your stuff, right? In general, the vast majority of people are good. The, the criminal fraternity is very small on a percentage basis, you know? So the, um, when you're looking at it, generally people will follow the law, right? So that's why I'd rather talk about like there is a law. So you can't tell me that there isn't a law that, you know, that, that protects people and that you should follow. But it's been corrupted by the legal society and the legal system which is run from the temple bar in the city of london mm -hmm. so the city of london is about one point let's just say it's a square mile about 1.2 square miles and in the middle of it all right is the temple bar which is the the original home of the knights templar that is where all of the judiciary comes from judges barristers right they all have to swear allegiance to the bar right so you know you've got attorneys or whatever you call them in in the united states and they're sworn to the bar they've passed the bar that's what they call it isn't it yep yeah. but do you know what the bar stands for i think i heard before but i forget it's a british accredited registry registry right Okay. British accredited registry. And that is the bar that is in the Temple Bar in the city of London, right in the center of the big London. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So it is the only piece of land, that one square mile, that is uh, above the privileges of the Vatican. Everywhere else in the world must pay homage and tax to the Vatican, except for the city of London, which is above the Vatican. Wow. That is the Temple Bar. Now, in um, 1540, there was like three crowns that were created from the Vatican, all by papal bulls. The last one was called the Convocation Crown. Now, this was the crown that was allowed the Pope to reap all of our souls. And it was the last set of KV trust. Now, before they did the acts, there's a difference between the set of KV trusts and the set of KV acts. This is the creation of the straw man. The set of KV act is where they've actually declared we're all dead at sea and that they, the crown, own the land. But when they talk about the crown corporation, a lot of them think it's the queen. There's, she's wearing a crown. It's not. Mm-hmm. The crown is that convocation crown, which was awarded to Henry VIII in 1540 with the assistance of the Venetians. The Venetians are the black nobility. Yeah. And they're in Venice because they believe they're on a ship. And if they're on a ship at sea, they cannot be judged as being on the land. So cannot break the law of the land, which is the law of God. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the Venetians come from Phoenicia with the Phoenicians. Mm-hmm which we go back, we were talking about biblical times, all right, which come from the Khazarians, which come from the Canaanites, all right, taking it all the way back to the Canaanites, as in Cain against Abel, as in the sons of uh, Adam and Eve, where Cain murdered Abel. Okay? And that is where we have this blood cult that comes from, who I do believe was infiltrated, but we'll not go down that line too far. That's a big story as it is, right? But it brings it all back to the Temple Bar, which is where the legal society run and corrupt what is law. But we still have law. I just don't call it common because it isn't common, but it is law, right? Now, anywhere, I know for a fact that in the United Kingdom or England, just say England. So if I go and kill someone, then I am going to get charged with a crime under common law, and that's the words they'll use, mm-hmm. of murder. Okay? So if I go and burgle someone's house and steal someone's, you know, I think you might call it a, ho- a home invasion or something in the United States, I break into a house, break in an entry, steal the television, run off with it, and I get caught, I will get charged with a crime under common law of theft. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Right. If I um, go and park in the wrong place in the street, if I speed down there or do the wrong U-turn and they stop me in my car and they're going to give me a ticket, I'm going to get charged with an offence. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. An offence. Well, what does that mean? You're committing an offence. What what does that mean? I haven't committed a crime. Where is the victim? I haven't harmed anyone. Okay. This is where the law comes in. Mm-hmm. This is where we should really start to educate yourselves about, well, how can I protect myself? All right. So the thing is, like, when you, what you should do is stand in the law. Now, who can stand in the law compared to standing in the legal society? Because they are two separate wills that run together. So only a man or woman can stand in law. So we have to find out how you can stand as a man or a woman because you don't want to be what I mentioned it before, before, and I said, I've said it on purpose, a person. 
Right. A persona. A person is a persona mm -hmm. who is a mask wearer. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. You know, we take it back to ancient Greek, right? It was the actors. It was a play. So you had a persona. You weren't being yourself. You had a mask on. Yeah. That's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that how that comes around like that? I know. Yeah, a lot of masks going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking away their personality and giving them another persona, hiding them real selves. Yeah. There's a lot to that, though, isn't there? You know, when you think about it. So much. That, yeah. <laughs> trying to break down the man, trying to hide the man or the woman. Really? So a man or a woman, they can stand in law. Now, to stay in law and not go into legal, what we have to do is make sure that we don't uh, take a title. Now, they're always trying to give you a title to draw you into the legal side or mm -hmm. what you might have heard before saying into their jurisdiction. All right. Jurisdiction just means authority in another word. Mm -hmm. OK, so they're always trying to put their authority over you. So instead of allowing you to be um, a man, they're going to try and make you a person. OK, so the the the. Um, in, instead of saying, well, in your case, I am the man Patrick, okay, they're mm -hmm. going to add your surname on, or they're, they're going to give you a mister, all right? So in my case, if anyone says, oh, I'm the man Peter, all right, they say, well, well, I'm Mr. Peter Wilson. I would say, no, I'm a man Peter, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I have no other name, and I, I certainly I'm not a mister, because that is a legal fiction title, and I'm not a, a person, and I do not have a title. I am a man under God. And that is the way to stand in law. And you have to actually think about the way that you actually talk and you um, interact, you know, with uh, with with other like uh, legal fictions. Right. Just say like it was like some like law enforcement if you were getting stopped. You know, like, uh, for instance, going down New York City, you've said, and, and you haven't got your uh, your underpants tied across your face, right? <laughs> right. And they're going to say, well, you know, stop you and say, where's your mask? All you got to do is say, well, I'm just obeying the law. I only follow the law. I stand under law, you know, and then whatever they come back with. And you say, well, okay, well, show me the law where it states I must, by law, have that on my face, you know? And they'll all get angry and everything like that because there isn't one. There is it's no not law. even a statute, even. Well, exactly. Under it's, their it's own <laughs> guidance. Right, right. <laughs> Mandates. Yeah, mandate. Mandate. What does mandate mean? That means when Fred and Bob are going for a beer in the bar. That's a mandate. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like this craziness. Then these people have just swallowed it, hook, line, and sinker. You know, that, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh, mandate. I must means I have to do it. You know, yeah. and we all have to do this. We have to do that. We have to get these in and stuff. What? No, man. It's like, you know, where, where is the law anywhere in the world that states you must do this or must do that? And I believe in, in like Black's Law Dictionary, you know, a mandate has a mandatory and the mandatory must agree to be mandated. Right. That's what I've read. Exactly. That's consent. And even that, when you think about it, Black's Law's Dictionary, it's not a law, it's illegal, right? So they only follow the legal code. 
Yeah. So, and, and even on the legal side, you have to consent to it. So on acts and statutes, it states, and talking about like, you know, we were mentioning um, prime ministers in, in the United Kingdom before, right? The, the one we had quite recently, uh, Theresa May, she even stated it on national television, right? We can only govern the country by consent. We can only police the country by consent. And that's what they say. Now, they always have to keep telling you the truth. Yeah. They don't need to explain what it all means. And it's up to you as a man or a woman to really understand, uh, sorry, no, to comprehend and not understand um, and actually figure out what it is that they're talking about and how to live your life as a man or a woman in the private. Where does that sort of maxim come from? Like, how are they able to manipulate people in that way? If we're truly, you know, under God's, um, you know, under God's law, and we have dominion over the earth. How are they able to kind of like concoct this uh, maxim where they where they can just manipulate and, and sort of trick people into consent? Because some people well, would argue that that's not even you know they shouldn't even be allowed to do that. Well, they're definitely not allowed to do it. But how do you stop them? It's been going on for centuries and centuries, if not thousands of years. But mm -hmm. what is it, the biggest influence that you've got nowadays, right, compared to like, you know, a couple of hundred years ago? I mean, even a couple of hundred years ago, you still had some form of media or press or newspaper or something like that. But now you've just got, you know, the mainstream media, Everybody's got these giant televisions in the front of the, uh, their living rooms mm. pumping out propaganda 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to uh, disrespect people, you know, because I mean, I've got um, in-laws, right, that, that uh, of an age, you know, going on to nearly 90 that can hardly walk now. And they've been locked in the house for, well, around two years terrified of everything won't let us go anywhere near the house right. and all they have is that television and we've had tiny little conversations you know when you got to be careful what you say because they're of that you know age and all they've ever seen and believed is that the government were doing the best for them right now they're just getting hypnotized and like you know literally uh mk ultra every single day when they're turning that television on there's yeah. this propaganda pouring over them i mean and <laughs> they call it you know the television tell lies to your vision right <laughs> and what they what do they put out they put out programs they are literally programming you to act in a certain way yeah. you know all of these hollywood actors you know what they're all doing they're all hiding the one eye and all that bullshit yeah. you know and like they're just all fed and then they feed whatever that the, the story has to be to the general populace, you know, and then it's to try and trick them into being under the spell and all of the words. That's why they call it spelling. It's all of the words are there yeah. and they're all twisted and everything, even from the religion, it's all twisted so that we actually end up believing what we're supposed to be saying. Yeah, you even know, that, that, that is where it comes from. That's how they've been doing it. Yeah, there's a and there's a lot of like trickery in their words. Like even when they find actors, because I've I'm an actor by trade and I pretty much kind of stopped doing it um because of this whole nonsense. And when you know when they find actors, it's casting 
And uh, I mean, even when they, you know, when it's a show, they, it's a, like a telecast, right? <laughs> it's mm. all kinds of strange, strange things if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly that. So they're casting. So it's all spells, you know, you're spelling. It's all like spellology and all, all, it's all witchcraft, yeah. you know, and it's none of it is an accident. There is no such thing as a coincidence, you know, the um, you just look back over history and everything. If you really analyzed it carefully and you had a, an open mind, you know, uh, I think it's quite upsetting for a lot of people. You know, you talk about this awakening that people have. And I've seen so many different reactions from different people as I've started waking up. And I think the last two years has kind of pricked a few up the backside a little bit, you know, like to like, wow, what, what was that? And then they start to look a bit more and then it's like, oh, and then the more they go into it and I've seen people literally crumble in pieces and can't get themselves up off the ground again because they've realized how corrupt the world is or how much their life has been a lie since they were born. And it, and a lot of them find it extremely difficult to cope with. Some of them just don't even want to believe it. That's the biggest thing is like believing that you were lied to is quite a big thing. You know, it's easier to just keep going along with the lie than to actually acknowledge the fact that you've been lied to. That's the thing. That's a big thing. Um, you know, it's not a comfortable place mentally for people to, to, to shift out of, and they'd rather just, they'd rather stay asleep, you know, take, take the blue pill as it were. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the major hurdle for everyone right now is these people who would rather be asleep because it's cozy and it's comfortable. Um, because if you go outside of that cozy little comfortable sleep, you know, you, you have to realize that everything that, you know, we're built on a foundation of lies where it's, it's all corrupt. And it's so, it's so not a, uh, it's not a pleasant thought, you know, it's not a pleasant yeah. place to be. Well, it's where, you know, you get your cognitive dissonance coming in, whereas like the people literally refuse to accept the truth because it's too painful, you know, so uh, and to actually face those uh, realities and brings off new fears and, and, and that's just so painful. And I mean, literally, I think physically and mentally painful that they retreat uh, into themselves and then live in that lie because it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um I've actually, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I run a gym, I run a martial arts gym. So I have to be involved with, you know, like a, a lot of families, you know, and so, and I have to make sure I'm very careful how I talk to these, these other people, I'll call them, right. you know, and so I hear these conversations because I have to mix, you know, I have to be in, I'm getting ready for teaching, taking children, um, you know, we concentrate more on children. Uh, um, building up you know the whole idea is is to uh, build character and you know for the young children that's what we're doing physical discipline as well as mental discipline Um, and this has been a nightmare this (laughs) last two years and try to keep my mouth shut there I'm listening (laughs) to these poor kids you know we were short for nearly a year you know I tried to keep my gym open they sent the police to try and arrest me you know because I didn't close the gym so I mean I did by using the law get rid of them Right. Yeah. But then everyone else, because I do deal with children, the parents were too scared to let them come training. So I'd wasted my time fighting the police. So, well, you just have to give up, you know, yeah. as in, you know, I'm standing there fighting them. But no, there's it's pointless saying, yes, I'm open. 
but I'm not really open because no one will come in, you know. Um, but but again, you know, we got rid of the police by using the law, not common law, just law. Um, you know, and the first thing that they always ask, what's your name? Well, my name's written up there and, you know, I'm, um, um, you know I, can't, I can't really lie about it. You know, mm. and they say, well, what's your date of birth? I said, well, that's got none of your business. But yeah. they need that because that creates joinder, you see. Right. And then they start trying to read it. You would call them Miranda rights, which are explain a bit. But I mean, you know, you have these rights and they start blabbing off all these rights. They say, don't tell me your rights. I'm not interested. Don't talk to me like that. And I do not understand. I'm mean, nothing to do with me because what they mean is when they say, do you understand is do you stand under the authority I have over you? Mm. That is the spellology of it. And the police maybe is not even understand, but they know they have the power of arrest. If you say yes, mm. you also have the power of arrest. If you say your name and your date of birth and your address, give your details. Why is it? That's all they ever want. It's exactly that same thing. Can I have your ID please? Why? Well, because then they have jurisdiction over you. Then they have authority over you. Then you are property of the government because you've declared you are a person under the legal society. You are no longer a man under law. That's how thin the line is. Mm -hmm. So they're always trying to trick you with the spellology and the wordology to actually uh, declare that you're a person instead of a man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all I did was like, you know, you have to, and then it was like, well, we're going to, it was a, 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 well, I don't know what you'd call it. What it, you know, on, on a gender st state, I'll say it was a female, but I don't know what it was. Right. <laughs> and, and they said, I'm going to lock you up. I'm going to lock you up. You're not giving your details. I just went, you know, you just have to stop being childish and leave. And they huffed and puffed and left, you know, mm. but as long as you, and, and the thing is, right. You can, you can wear two hats. Now, I get a lot of stick for this because people say, no, you can't, no, you can't. You've got to be a man and you have to always be a man. And if you step into the legal, then you're lost forever. That's that's crazy. Because if you, I mean, literally, if you want to say you want to live in the private, they call it the private. So say you go and live in the private and we have paperwork on my website where we actually declare we are private, we are alive. You can't tell us we're dead at sea on a set of KV trust. So I'm alive, I'm a man and I'm living in the private. So we set ourselves up in the private, but we have to do commerce. What is commerce? It means go and buy some food to eat. Mm -hmm. That is commerce. So we have to use the legal society to go into a shop and buy some food. Okay. That is a fact that people just don't think about. So I live in the private and, and they say, oh, that's all I ever do. I live in the private. So where do you eat? Yeah. Where do you eat? Well, I get food from the shop. So, well, you've went into the public then. And you've used your persona to travel into the public, to do public funds, to use fiat currency, which is not real. It's it's the legal currency, legal, right? And you've got Promise your food and you went back into the private. Mm -hmm. So you can keep swapping hats. And people just, they argue with me, you know, a lot. <laughs> and, and, and they don't really get it. But, you know, if you want to tell me that you're only living in, in the private and you never step out in the legal, then what you're saying is you live in a tree right? And you run around the field eating grass because that's the only thing you'd be allowed to do, right? <laughs> Unless you uh, bought it, the whole land and turned it into your own little world and no one else was allowed in. Yeah. yeah. But, which uh, you know, I think I've heard of some cities under cryptocurrency in the United States trying to do that now. Apparently, that would be good. 
That's a decent yeah. point. I mean, because that is a contentious, uh, contentious issue uh, with people like, you know, crossing into legal. And and right now I I do see a lot of people kind of confusing other people with that, though, you know, because they think that they can give joinder, you know, and still be, a, you know, operate as a man or a woman. I think some of the ways that they're doing it is is flawed. But, you know, I mean, it makes sense when you're buying food and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, where where does that stop? You know, but I think really <clears throat> where it would stop is, is it's got to be in your own education and, and educating yourself on what is legal and also looking at statute and learning statute. Because if you mm-hmm. don't learn statute, you won't realize when you've stepped onto it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm not saying become sort of like, you know, completely like uh, um, efficient in every single statute, but find out where you're going. So, for instance, right, if you want to, let's call it because this is a big one as well. Right. Mm -hmm. The legal and the lawful. Right. If you want to travel. So what do you want to do? Do you want to travel or do you want to go in your car and drive? You know, this is the thing. So um, now everyone and this is a fact under law, everyone has the right to free travel and you shouldn't be stopped from traveling anywhere in the world, even crossing borders. You know, that is just a fact of law. Now man has divided it in borders and everything like that. So let's just give them that and try and say, well, all right, but I'm allowed to freely travel in my own country, Mm -hmm. right? This is for, for, for centuries. Okay. But you know, and everyone will have their own take on this. Now, if I know people and I've done it myself for quite some time and I just I was in my private property. okay, so I'm traveling using my motorized private property. All right. On the roads, which are free roads, but are they really free roads or are the public roads? So this is where the debate comes into it. Okay, so when I was traveling right in my private property which is definitely true. But then, you know, what was the insurance? What was the, well, we have to tax cars, like in the United Kingdom, we have to pay a tax to have a car, right? So if you haven't got it, then they they like to take your car and crush it. (laughs) You know, so there's a lot of things that, you know, you you see, so it's very similar. I know um, a lot of stories and a lot of people who in the United States as well have, received a lot of compensation for being arrested for not having the correct license or insurance while traveling because in their view they were traveling right so that is in the law and it is true right they weren't driving which is commerce which driving which is in commerce exactly Mm -hmm. so you can only be driving really driving in the legal sense if you are engaging in commerce i.e making money right Mm -hmm. or let's just say fiat currency by operating the vehicle, be a taxi, right? Bus driver or taking goods, you know, to and from. So, but the way I look at it is right. Okay. Well, I get that. I totally get that. Right. But also, right. I have to look at it and, and I've studied people and they say, look, the biggest thing about the law is being a man and also a grown up, not complaining, and uh, being a child, right, <laughs> and spitting out your dummy and being silly, throwing your toys out your pram. <laughs> so you have to take responsibility for your own actions all the time, all right? Mm-hmm. So when we're dealing with the set of KV trust, 
which means that we don't want the government to look after us. We're going to look after ourselves. We're going to handle our own affairs. OK, because what they say, I know this is more on the, the UK side, on the set of KV Trust, they call us incompetent children. Mm. We are always going to be children. Right. So we are mentally incompetent children um, on the set of KV Trust, on the set of KV Act 1666. OK, so with that, uh, that's when they set fire to London, they set yeah. fire to London and then they, they blamed this poor baker called Thomas Fainor, right, who lived in Pudding Lane. They blamed him completely, you know. Uh, I think he was, um, the, you know, the, the one on the grassy knoll, but in the, <laughs> the fire of London, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And um, burnt the city down so that they could say, we don't know whose property's whose, we don't know who's alive, who's dead. So everything, which is only London they burnt, but they put the whole country into a trust. Mm. And they classed everybody as dead. And you couldn't get your estate back unless you went and declared yourself alive. That was the set of KV Act 1666. And ever since then, right, and it's spread out right across the world, by the way, but ever since then, everyone in the United Kingdom that is born is born dead. And you cannot be alive unless you declare yourself alive at the Chancery Court in London. Wow. So that, is, that, that is under the legal society. That is in, in Temple Bar. Okay. So, so what does uh, claiming your straw man mean exactly? What is the process? What is the remedy to, to become, uh, you know, to, to operate as your rightful um, man or, or woman status? Okay. Well, the, the first thing I think is, is really getting to realize without sounding too corny is, is to realize God and the power of God and that we all come from the God or creator or whatever you want to call it, big Bob, right? There's something there that creates everything, mm. right? There's something more powerful than us. There's something more powerful than everything. And there has to be, or else we wouldn't be here. So this yeah. is the only thing that is above us as man. And knowing that and knowing that you are the creation of that, then we are, we have to know that we are the, the ultimate authority, and it, we're, the only other thing that we have is, is equal to us. We're all equal under the law. All right. Getting that and getting the grips, two grips with that in your mind and in your heart, I think is the most important thing to hell with the paperwork. That is more important, I think, and getting that into your actual heart and your soul, because that is what the creation is. You are not. This is a flesh suit. Your, your, your actual soul and your spirit is what is created. Right. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So getting that into yourself and into your, your, your mind and realizing that, then, right, you can go forward with that, with power. And knowing that, you know, these people, the clowns in costumes and demanding your papers, right, that, that they've got no authority over you whatsoever because you're a man in law and, and just learn how to actually talk that way. But we have the paperwork. And what we do is we actually, it's an affidavit type of paperwork. An affidavit, uh, if unrebutted, which means not argued against, stands as truth and fact in law. So it's very, it's a very big documents. Um, you know, we have what's called a lawful notice and demand, which tells them, right, you know, we understand what a legal fiction is. We understand. No, we don't. We comprehend, I should say, what a legal fiction is. We comprehend what uh, the birth certificate has done. Uh, and we comprehend that you are not actually a government 
but you're actually a corporation and that you were also trying to create a corporation of our surname. So, and then we go through the Set the KV Act because it states in the Set the KV Act, you must declare yourself alive or you'll never be able to have your trust. So okay. we tell them on the trust as your estate. When you're born into a country, you are allowed a percentage of the wealth of the natural resources of that country. That's what it means. So yeah, through the Set the KV Act, we are telling them on this affidavit, it's like oh, a very long document and it's got point by point telling them why we are alive and not dead at sea and not a legal fiction or a capitalized name corporation, a company, a limited company. So what they and then we present it to them, we send it off to the seven parts of the government. So they're starting off with the Treasury and then the uh, judiciary, as well as the uh, we send it off to the, the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is the representative of the Pope in the Vatican. Right. So we're covering the church, we're covering the uh, treasury, we're covering the uh, judiciary, which the judges and the courts. We're also covering the government through the uh, prime minister and the queen, going back to the, the royalty uh, and then also to the police themselves as well. So we're all of the heads of them departments, we actually send the affidavit to. And when we send it, we send it through the uh, postal service. So we claim jurisdiction. So we create jurisdiction with the uh, Universal uh, Postal Union with the stamps on the documents and then our thumbprints on top of the stamps and our autographs, not signatures, on the documents. Okay. So on an affidavit, it's a sworn affidavit and we swear it to God, all right, as, you know, rather than like, um, you know, in a, um, uh, what do you call it, in a courtroom, whereas they only want to tell the truth where we don't want to tell the truth. We want to say words that are true. There's a very big difference. Okay. When you're swearing the truth, all you're doing is you're giving someone your opinion of what happened. When you're swearing what is words that are true is you're saying exactly what happened as fact. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So that again is going from law to legal as well. The truth is legal. Being true is the law. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So once we've sent that off, we give them 40 days and 40 nights to argue against us and tell us that we're wrong. OK, so 40 days and 40 nights, because that was the time that uh, the son of God spent in the desert. Right. Before we returned, you know, where we have now, you know, the, the Lent and Easter and that type of thing. So after them 40 days and 40 nights, we do the second affidavit which is not as big, but it still goes over the main points of, you know, and, and, we, and we thank them for not arguing and not, you know, saying that we aren't alive and, you know, uh, and, and then we give them on that second affidavit another 40 days and 40 nights to stop us and argue against us. And we tell them on there, on the second affidavit, if they do not rebut it, then they are agreeing through silent acquiescence being the contract of, of the law um, that they agree with us and that we are now um, recognized by them as a man, not a person. And that we have to be recognized as the man Peter, not Peter capitalized name Wilson. Mm -hmm. So that is the process or process that we go through uh, using official documentation that we send to them. And sometimes people will get it notarized as well by a, a notary public. 
um, you know, uh, and they get them to sign it. But I do mine by witnessed by God because they can't tell me that God hasn't witnessed what I've put my autograph on. Um, and then that's it. So we now have them. They've accepted us through silent acquiescence. They haven't argued with us or rebutted any single point on our affidavits that we are a living man in law. So there's never been a response to those affidavits? Not one time, because how could they actually argue against it? So what we're doing is we're saying, you know, we know that you're not a government, that you are actually a, a corporation. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that they all are corporations. And then, you know, we say we, we know and we comprehend that, um, you know, we... we <laughs> the dog trying to get in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, we know and we comprehend that, you know, you say that we are uh, dead, but we actually are alive and we're a living man created by God. Tell us we are not created by God. So, and they can't answer it. They simply can't answer it, Okay. you know? So, or else if they answer it, then they have to admit that they are uh, basically committing fraud by making everybody into uh, a corporation at birth. Right. So, you know, there's no, there's no rebuts, there's what they call it, or arguments to that actual affidavit. So that stands us. And then what we do is we actually have, uh, we, we create our own ID card, right, which just says accepted by, and we have the list of everyone that's accepted by, which is all them seven, in our case, seven uh, levels of government. Um, and then from there, you know, we go on to different different sections, but that's how we actually create it initially. So from there, though, then we want to really start having a look at what all of these people who call themselves elite, but let's just say the rich and powerful, which is put themselves into private trusts. Yeah. Everything that they do and everything that they have is in a private trust. And when they swap property over, Right when the Earl of Marlborough recently died, and he passed over to his son three hundred and fifty million pounds worth of property without one penny being paid in death taxes or taxes in any shape or form, because everything was in a private trust. Wow. So now we create private trusts, and everything can get put into a private trust. All of these people put a property in, so we put our property in, and this is where we start to really investigate what the law is. The law, not legal. So what is property? Property is the highest right a man or woman has. I, as a man, my highest right is property. But what is property? As soon as I mention property, they all think, oh, my house. Well, I am my property. My body is my property. So you cannot harm or detain my property. Even your, so your my, ki- even your kids are your property, right? Like personal biological property. Is that is your that sons and daughters are your property? Right, right. <laughs> okay, we're, but wordology, you yeah. know, because they want to turn them into children and you a parent. Yeah. That is a title. Mm-hmm. So if you say, are you the parent? You say, yes, you've took a title. You've just given them joinder. So now them children belong to the government and so do you. So they say, are you the parent? You say, no, I am the man who sometimes acts as a parent. And you're dropping them off at public school, right? So you're basically giving your your sons and daughters away. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like they are your property. 
and you can uh, always have control over your property. They are your sons and daughters, and you are the man who is sometimes acts as the father of your son and daughter. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn how to like be able to talk like that. And actually, that is talking about law and then not allowing them to have jurisdiction on legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can put your sons and daughters into your private trust as your personal property. Mm-hmm. So then you put yourself in the private trust because your body is your property. So your fingerprints are your property, your eye scan and your DNA and your blood and your blood type. It's your property. Mm. It's yours. It belongs to you, man. So how can anyone without your permission or because you've put it into a private trust, listen to where I'm going with this, without the permission of the trustees interfere with your property, i.e. put something in it or take something out of it. It doesn't belong to them. They can't have your fingerprints because they don't belong to you. They're in a trust. You have to have permission from all of the trustees to take them fingerprints. Correct. Mr. Policeman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't have a sample of the DNA because it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the private trust. Uh, You know, it's all you have to speak to the uh, trustees of the private trust and you have to have permission from all of them if you do anything to that property, Mr. Policeman, sir. (laughs) So if you happen to be arrested, you know, for some odd reason uh, and they tried to fingerprint you, what would what would you do? Exactly that. So, well, I, a man, refuse to have the fingerprints taken. You need to get permission from the trustees because we are in a private trust. I'm a private man. It's not my property. It actually belongs to the private trust. You need to go and see the private trust and how the, and by the way, you've got to make sure you do have a full private trust, Mm. but speak to the trustees and get permission. Okay. (laughs) So like, obviously what they'll say, well, you know, and if you do get arrested and it happens, you know, and and they'll take you away without, without asking you, (laughs) you know, then you have to put claims in for unlawful detainment. That is a trespass by way of unlawful detainment. Mm -hmm. So you can then put a claim in. Okay. Not complaint. Don't put a complaint. That's what children do. They complain in, 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 in legal society, we as man, we put a claim in, right, on the lawful side. And we could do it against the man, not the oh, officer such and such. No, the man, the man, Jim, who sometimes acts as Officer Smith. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, you know, something a lot of people say um, when trying to learn this stuff is like, well, if I, you know, if I try this stuff, the cops aren't going to understand and I'm just going to get arrested and, you know, such and such is going to happen. Um, and what do you say to, to people who, who don't think it's, uh, you know, the, the process is very like actionable, I guess. Well, it's definitely actionable, but you've got to be the one that's got to be able to have the knowledge and the belief in your power. And that's why I was saying before where it doesn't just come from learning some words. It comes from learning from source. Mm-hmm. Okay. The creator of like, literally what you are and knowing what you are, which you are man. And the only thing that you have is equal on earth. And the only thing that is above you that can judge you and can have authority over you mm-hmm. is source the creator god whatever it is that you want to call it so once you can really really have that in your mind and in your heart and soul right then you will have no fear 
of standing and saying, well, I'm a man, I'm a man, Peter. And they say, well, what's your name? What's your ID? I, I, I have no idea. I'm a man, Peter. Well, I'm arresting you. So, well, you know, I'm not going to be arrested. And if you do arrest me, I will be putting a claim under law uh, against you for uh, unlawful detainment. And it won't be a complaint in legal. It'll be a claim in law against you, the man. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously you get their ID, you'll have their ID. And then if they do arrest you and drag you off, which happens, you know, I've been arrested dozens and dozens of times, really? you know, throughout the years, you know, like from the top of this country to the bottom of this country, not always for <laughs> the greatest reasons, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've been younger, I've been a bit naughty, you know, <laughs> done some stuff. Yeah. So like, you know, we've all done a bit and, um, you know, the, uh, but, but if you do get arrested and take away, all you've got to do is say, well, Look, I am here. You have no jurisdiction over me. I am a man, Peter. You have uh, no rights. You're not going to give any name. You're not going to give them any jurisdiction. No consent, no jurisdiction. And then they can only keep you a, a certain period of time. And without that joinder, as long as you haven't given them joinder, mm-hmm. then they have to release you. And then when they do release you, then you put the claim in. Mm-hmm. You're there under unlawful uh, detainment. So I'm going to put a claim under unlawful detainment. And you just have to have the knowledge and and obviously that confidence to stand as a man. You know, they can't keep you. And if they're going to keep you longer than the 72 hours, then you're going to issue a a habeas corpus. All right. And then you saw that I need to see, you know, you're a chief inspector or whatever it is in the police station in the United States. Mm -hmm. Right. The chief of police there, whatever. And and I need to issue a habeas corpus. And then everyone that's involved is then going to be on a claim against the man for keeping uh, I, a man, uh, un- unlawfully detained. So if you do need help, though, I know Peter was telling me about like the difference between police and constables, and I didn't really, I'm not sure I quite grasped that uh, yet. It, who is there anybody that you can call if you're in trouble or should, you should never call anybody? Do you mean, well, what, what do you mean by being in trouble? Um, <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I mean, you know, normally, like if we have some kind of dispute or, you know, we need we need assistance, we're getting robbed, I don't know, whatever, um, we would call 911, you know, we would call the police, but we don't want to give the police joinder, right? So is there a uh, comparable method or is it just like all on you as a man? Yeah, well, you know, obviously you you ring nine one one, and in the UK they, they have uh, they ring nine nine nine. I suppose if you know, um, the thing is, you know, everybody that I know that's ever rang the police in this country, and I'm talking about for, for going back a few years now, and it's like, well, we'll be there when we can, and it's hours and hours later. So if someone's yeah. going to murder you, you're dead. It's simple as. Right. So you know. To, you know, I teach martial arts and self-defense classes. Come see me. I'll help you. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wherever you live, you know, go and go and find some that's going to help because you're on your own. You yeah. know, the, like the thing is, when you're talking about a constable uh, and now a police officer, I think you have far more. Um, um, I don't know what you call them, but sheriffs and constables and stuff like that that will stand on their oath in the United States okay. and serve the people than you do have in the United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom, it's much more now a corporate society. So the police here, years ago, you used to have the, 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 the police constable. That's what Peter's talking about. He knows exactly what he's talking about, and he's 100% correct. So on the constable, they were there standing on the oath to the queen 
And on that oath, they had to serve the people and uphold the peace. And they still have the oath today. And the oath is the same as what it was, uh, um, you know, 50, 60 years ago, whereas they have to like uh, serve, swear to the queen that they will keep the peace and serve the people. Right. But they don't anymore. They still say the oath. Right. But uh, you can ask. And I've asked loads of policemen. They haven't got a clue what it is. As soon as they've said it, they've got the job and they've gone. You know, they're on the street. Then they forget what the, they don't know what the law is. They don't know. They don't have any lawful training. Right. They don't even have any legal training. That's the problem. When they go out, their job is to create commerce. They are there as policy enforcement officers to collect money for the corporation. And that's all they're there for. Now, I have like uh, thousands of hours of videos showing the police, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be upholding the law, dragging people out of their own houses so that the banks can um, foreclose on the property. Well, what has that got to do with the police? That is a civil matter between the man and uh, or even, you know, the person, for instance, and the bank. So why are the police dragging them out of the house? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the police force. They're supposed to be there to help people, serving the people and, and upholding the law. I've seen them forcefully drag people out of their uh, houses so that bailiffs can go and steal all of their property. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen uh, police officers literally destroying car windows because they want to issue a fine. And and the the uh, the driver, let's just call him a driver, right? Refuses to put his window down because he's standing in law, um, and and all you're talking about is a, is a legal a road traffic act, which mm -hmm. is you know a, an act in a statute. You've said road traffic act. That's what actors do in a play or a film. So yeah. you're not real, right? But you know, so they're, they're, that's what a, a policy enforcement officer or a police officer is nowadays definitely in the uk far more in the uk than they are in the united states i've seen a lot of like good mm. police officers stand on the oath in the united states and protect people really you know, they're not in new york city i can tell you that not right now it doesn't look like does it <laughs> no no but, yeah i don't know it's... what happened to to the, all the police here you know it's scary uh-huh there, there are... what's that guy what's his name Blasio or something? The Blasio, yeah. We he just left, I think, right? Uh huh. Yeah, they're all they all they all got influenced by him. I think that was it. Oh yeah, what a you lunatic! Know? Yeah, I just keep replacing him with another lunatic. You know, it's I I don't even I don't even really pay attention anymore because it's just like you know what they're doing and you know who the yeah. just putting all their buddies in next. Of course it is. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing is, you know, about um, the reason why I started like trying to teach people and help people on this thing was about was really about democracy, which is what my, my channel was called Return to Democracy, because I wanted to teach people what democracy was. This is not democracy. You know, when you have um, it's literally mob rule. And, yeah. and if you say, well, They've got 60 votes. We've only got 40. So they win. That's not democracy. That's suffrage. So suffrage is mob rule. So they only win because there's more of them than us. That is not that is not democracy. Democracy comes from ancient Greece, Democratia, whereas you had to have 100 percent unanimous or nothing happened. 
Right. And, and because of that logic, you would only have logical things happening. They wouldn't do anything corrupt because they would never get the backing. That is when you had the Senate in ancient Greece, when it went and where the Romans tried to copy it. And obviously from there, if you look now at the White House, it's ancient Rome in Washington, D.C. <laughs> you know, the, uh, but it's just the corrupt version of it, where it's corrupted over thousands of years to end up where it is. But, you know, we don't we don't have democracy. And that's the, the whole process of where, you know, you can see now we watched the United States and it was just a joke what happened you know on that yeah. what they called an election they said that you've got to be kidding me right you think that that was an election but here when they got doris in or boris johnson you might call him like it's like the whole of the north of england was the color of red which is what they call the working man or the labor party <laughs> which is the ones that had the street parties when that witch maggie thatcher died right yeah. now all of a sudden all of a sudden, they all voted for her party. So they were having street parties because she died, the bitch. And then the <laughs> next year, they're gonna they're gonna have a vote for her party and get that fat fool with a yeah. stupid haircut coming on. This just, just couldn't happen. It could not happen. Yeah, but it did the, happen. The election here was very strange. I mean, I, in my opinion, I, at this point, I, I have to believe that Trump was just in in on it all along. You know what I mean? Um, in that way, and it was all for show. But I just don't know. I mean, I don't know all the intricacies of it. Um, how, how involved do you do you think he he was in in everything? It, what in, in losing the election and, and like yeah. knowingly letting you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not a Q thing or, or into the uh, conspiracy theory thing. But you see things. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you know, and what was it I said that uh, the Creator or Source or God? What did God give man? He gave man dominion. dominion. Yeah. Well, they were using it. <laughs> right. Right. They were using them machines. Right. And that's you know, and all of a sudden you had like God. Oh, he's winning. He's winning. He's winning. He's winning. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? And you can visually see it in your own eyes and. And then, um, you know, and then see these crazy things what, that they say happened in the 6th of January. We see, we seen, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. um, and then, and then, and then you're listening to the story and then, and then watching these, these really bad actors, you know, and fools saying these things on television, you know, like, um, I, I don't know the names, but AOC, one of them, I mean, oh, yeah. dear me. And, uh, that Nancy Pelosi, oh my God. Ugh, yeah, Cretans, all of them. Yeah, you know, and that's the craziness of it. So, yeah. but you know, and again, that's it's just like there is no democracy, and the way that even even if they were getting the votes that way, that's not democracy. It's suffrage. You know, I know they call it a republic. It's not like a democracy, but you use a democratic system, but it isn't a democratic system. It's a suffrage system where you get the term suffragettes that suffered to make sure that they actually got the vote, the women, because mm-hmm. so they, they wanted suffrage. But it, it's better than no vote at all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's always been, always been a dictatorship. We just try to hide the fact, you know, and we've always been um, slaves in one sense or another 
you know, pretending that we've given someone else, you know, the the chance to run the uh, the prison. Let's call it that. <laughs> I've always called it a prison planet. You know, is that my wife hates? Don't say that. Don't say that. But it is. It is. It really you know? is. Yeah. It's, it's... We're all in prison, and we just we just don't realize it, or not everyone realizes it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a uh, you know uncomfortable truth, as we said before. Um, but uh, so back to the affidavits then how how hard how can people uh learn how to do this paperwork and how difficult is it to create a trust and all these things what's the pra- practical application okay well i mean on, on the affidavit thing i've made it really easy because i've actually created all the documents and i've uploaded them onto my website and i've edited it so that all the bits that you need to edit are in red so the whole document has to be in black to be a lawful document it has to be all the same color has to be all the same size has to be all the same font you can't underline anything right if you put a line there it means anything under that line on a document doesn't exist you can't have them in separate boxes or anything like that because anything in a box doesn't exist it's Mm -hmm. the four corner rule it needs to be on one skin that is the law Okay, which is why when you get these bills coming in and they're all in these boxes there, it's it's totally unlawful. You shouldn't (laughs) have to pay anything because they're all in boxes. So it doesn't actually exist on the paper. But anyway, so what I've done is I've made it anywhere on the document that's in red is where you have to edit it to put in your details or the details of the person that you want to speak to in your part of the world. So you go through the documents, we've got what's called the lawful notice and demand. You're putting them on notice, okay, Mm -hmm. Um, and demanding to be seen as a man or woman. You fill that in, and there's a video on there that tells you how to actually do this. You fill it in, then you send it to yourself. You put the stamp on, the $1 stamp on, you put your autograph on it, your thumbprint on it there and on the back, and then you send it to yourself rest registered recorded or whatever postage that you have in whatever country you're in mm-hmm. we do it recorded delivery so it needs to be signed for so you send it to yourself okay and then when you receive it okay you open it you've got a recorded delivery you have a postal record you've created a contract with the universal postal union which is in Bern in switzerland mm. okay so this is an active contract okay so now you duplicate that contract and you send it to all of the government sources. Now on my website, I do have all the addresses to send it in the United States as well as the United Kingdom and Australia. Uh, and I think New Zealand, Scotland, Ireland, and um, uh, and Northern Ireland as well, Ulster. So we have the, the different addresses where you can actually, and the names and addresses where you can send them to. Awesome. And when you say make a copy, I'm guessing you don't mean photocopy. No, you actually do a hundred percent brand new document. So okay. we have we call them we call it well they call them different things from the sinister seven to the seven dwarfs, right? And there's seven different do- um, departments that we send them to. So we send them to the Queen, right? We send them to uh, the, I call him Doris, but Dor- Boris Johnson, but not as the Prime Minister, but as the Treasurer, because he's actually the head of the Treasury. You see as well. That's his first job before Prime Minister. Okay. We send it to the Archbishop, which is the, the link to the Vatican, going down to Cressida Dick. Horrible name, isn't it? But, you know, horrible <laughs> woman, the, um, you know, who's head of the police. 
uh, going down and then uh, there's a lord who's in charge of the court uh, and we send it to them seven people we send it individually all of them autographed by all of us all of them our seal which is our thumbprint um and, and and then you create seven different documents but then we add on to them documents with a security agreement the security agreement is tied to a private trust right so that private trust is then put in with a hold harmless agreement so we're separating our legal fiction or straw man as we said to our real man all right and we put that document in there with it as well as rescinding all signatures what that is is rescinding the signatures which were fraudulently created for us at birth because i didn't sign my birth certificate did you no <laughs> right so you know, we signed for us so we break that signature Okay, so these documents, they all get put in. And also we have a power of attorney. The power of attorney takes the, the straw man or legal fiction and we separate it. And again, so power of attorney, the man has the say, not the straw man name or the legal fiction. So that pack then gets sent to them seven. I think it might be more in the United States because you have to do it on a state level as well as national level. And the same as Australia, you do the same. So there's more than seven. And Canada, all the different... Uh, territories as well so you know it's different we've got it for all the different areas all the addresses are on there okay. and then like i said there's videos so you can follow the video of how to do it and then you send them all off and then when they come back again the second affidavit after the 40 days and 40 nights i've even uploaded that and it's all in red where you would need to edit it so i've shown you the first pack and the second pack of where you can actually send them and it declares you in the private as in, I am a man, I am a man, Peter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we also have uh, paperwork to help you set up a private trust or have an expert on hand in the group who will set up a real personal private trust as well, Darren. But on top of that, we also have extra paperwork and articles of association to set up a private members association. So if you ever have, like me, I, I run now the martial arts, I do it under a private members association in a private trust. Yes. I have nothing to do with acts and statutes or legislation or legal. They can't close so, down your business. They can't touch you. Well, so in other words, as well, when we're actually taking uh, donations for people coming in that I'm, I'm providing my sweat equity or labor for, then it has nothing to do with the IRS or tax office in England or anything because it's donations in a private members association. So it's nothing to do with the tax. Mm, okay. Sounds like a good idea for, for everybody to be doing that right now. And also protects you under the private trust and the private members association so that, you know, these outside influences, these mandates and guides that they keep calling them don't affect you because you were in the private in a private trust, in a private members association. So you're actually having, I, I look at it as a castle. And this is the one I'm trying to teach people. So, well, look, protect yourself then. So you don't just have you in a private, which is your moat, but then you have your castle wall, which is your private trust. And then inside the castle wall, you have your big tower, which is your private members association. So you have defense against defense against defense. So you don't just make one line of defense. You make several lines of defenses, which is what these, like Tony Blair, you know, that horrible, disgusting creature is, right? Who should have been, you know, like tried and put on, you know, like executed for war, war crimes years ago. Mm. He's a multi-billionaire, right? And you can't find a penny what he owns. 
because it's all in a private trust of a private trust of a private trust of a private trust. Wow. All we have to do is do what they do. And now, is there a difference between um, a private members association and private members club? Because I think I've heard some people talk about that uh, starting a club is actually better. Well, I don't know. It depends. Um, I, I've looked at both and I think it's just a play on words, to be honest. Really? I think it's the same. But I mean, the reason why I really started looking at it and it's because I was looking at private members clubs in the United States mm-hmm. clubs. So, for instance, if you look at um, back in the day, especially down south, where you had dry states and you weren't allowed to drink, store, buy or sell alcohol at all, were you? But in a private club, you could do all of that as long as you only ever did it in the private club. You could have alcohol, you could sell alcohol, store alcohol and drink alcohol, but only in the private club, the private members club. You couldn't go outside and you certainly couldn't walk out even with a beer in your hand. But the whole state in the United States, like, I don't know, say, you know, I don't know what they all are, Georgia or Mississippi, you you could not drink alcohol. But you could in them private clubs because they don't come under statute. That's how powerful it is. Right. So can you imagine walking down the street, me and you, come on, let's have a beer. Come on, Patrick, let's go walk down there, have a couple of beers. They'd kill us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they'd beat the hell out of us with a stick, you know, and arrest us and throw us because we're breaking statue. But if we did it in the members club, they wouldn't even look at us. They wouldn't care. So we're using that. And, and in London, right. I know this in, it's probably is all over the UK, but in London, you've got all these like, you know, multimillionaire, all of them from government, all these like horrible people. And they're all going to these private clubs. And a lot of them are men only clubs. Mm hmm which is discrimination. You can't do that under acts and statutes. It's against the legal law. I'm saying law because that's what they call it, but it's against their laws, right? So how can they do it? Because it's private. It's the private members association and a private club in that association. So they can do what they want. It's a private men-only club because it's private. It's nothing to do with statute. So all you're doing is you're using what they've created Mm-hmm. for yourself and protecting yourself and protecting your family and protecting any customers or members or anything that we want to, how you want to class it by using what was already created for you. And when we see them breaking their own kind of legal uh, laws right now, how do you explain that to people? Because a lot of people still have a lot of faith in, um, in the legal system. Uh, what's your best explanation for for what's going on? You know, we we see them kind of just like flagrantly um, abandoning their own their own statutes and things. Yeah, because the thing is, right? Well, you you mentioned it before, and so we're both on the same page. You know, we do realize that it's a massive satanic cult that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So you know, they follow a very strict set of rules, mm-hmm. right? And they're not breaking their real rules. right so that's a fact but when it comes to the legal side as long as they they play tricks it's all spellology and 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 literally like uh that that you might think that that they're actually breaking the rules but they've done something to hide the fact that they haven't broke the rules and you know i mean when it comes totally blatant there's always something a bit strange when you see you know the thing is once you've say protester for instance 
Mm-hmm. If you're protesting in, in a, you know, one of the marches and it gets a bit violent and the police, you've taken on a, a, a legal title by being at the protest. You are not a man. You are literally property of the United States corporation. You're legitimizing the government, right, by protesting. Yeah. So you are property. So they can do whatever they want to you. If they smash your skull in with a stick, you can't complain because you're not a man. You are a piece of property of the United States. And you agreed because you took a title of being a protester and attended the protest. Now, that might sound crazy, but that is a legal thing that you did. You took a title. If you take a title, you have to accept the legislation or the legal that goes with that title. But who says you took that title? I mean, maybe you're just like walking through, you know, a parade of people. Like who, how, how does that work? You know, that you're- Well, that, that, that would just be unfortunate. <laughs> if you're <laughs> okay. in the wrong place at the wrong time and they grabbed you and thought you were, then yeah. you know what I mean? So it's but just assumed to... basically though, like that you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in that situation, it's just assumed that you are a protester. Mm-hmm. Then you, you've agreed to take the title. Now, the thing is, right, it, it's called tacit agreement. Now, we use it. They use it all the time. If you haven't argued against it, you've agreed it. That's tacit agreement. That's what they call tacit consent. So when I go back to that, uh, Theresa May, who the, was the prime minister, and she says, we can only govern and police by consent. However, if you haven't stated an objection against it, you've tacitly consented to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a fact. So, you know, that's why they come in. And and as soon as you give your name and address, all right, then they arrest you. So if you're at that uh, protest, um, right, and and you're walking along and and they, you know, grab a hole and say, what's your name? As soon as you've said that name, you've actually tacitly agreed, right, that you are property. Right. And and it's, it's, but it's a trick, right? But it's just the way that it works. So, you know, and, and, and what if they grab you, you know, and you just got to keep quiet, right? <laughs> we have the, the, the right to remain silent. Just some people just can't exercise it, right? Yeah. So we have the right to remain silent. So stay silent, you know, or it's like, what's your name? Peter, I am a man, Peter. And that's it, nothing else. Mm. But, you know, um, but you do, if you, a lot of people, as soon as they give you the name and they give a proper name, as in the legal fiction name, Right, because you, 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 when you're born, you don't have a surname. They created the surname. That's that. And that's crown property, crown copyright property. Even in the United States, it's crown copyright property. Mm-hmm. Okay, the crown copyright own it, which is the cabal, which is the central banks. You know the um, the Federal Reserve in the United States, isn't it? It's not. It's not federal, right? It's actually owned by the Rothschild family. Right. It's a privately right. owned bank. So. The the um they, that private bank there they've created that surname. So you provide that name, you've told them that you're their property. It's mm. tacit consent. It's just a trick, but and that's how you end up. It looks like, right? They're breaking the law, <laughs> or the the legal, right? But they're not really because you've given permission to do that. That's. It is, it, is, it is the way it is. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> you know, they have this spellology and wordology. So it's literally uh, you're actually giving them the power uh, by saying the wrong words all the time. Yeah. 
Very good to know. Very good to know this stuff. A lot of people don't realize that. And we have a lot of people protesting here. So it's, uh, it's going to be news to them. Um, so, okay, we covered the, the affidavit and um, trusts all on your website so people can, can go check that out. Um, what's something very simple that people can learn right here, right now? Like maybe, um, you know, returning a parking ticket or do you have anything that, that people could, uh, could kind of uh, learn? Well, the, the thing is, I mean, <clears throat> I, always, I always tell people, look, you have to like think about your energy, your time and what it costs you, like not just on money wise, right? So the thing about like when I was talking about the, the traveling, Okay, it was the same type of thing, like a speeding ticket or a parking ticket. You know, we know that there is no crime because we haven't heard anyone. We call it corpus delecti. Corpus delecti means body of crime. Where is the body? Who did I kill? Right. I.e. Where is the harm done to someone? So there is no crime in a parking ticket. That's up to you if you want to fight it. And you can because the ticket is not given to you. It's given to your legal fiction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's given to that capitalized surname. Have a look at it. Have a look at your passport. Have a look at your driving license and then go down to the cemetery and have a look at the the names on the the, the, uh, headstones. They're always in full capitals. Wow. Right. So they even own you when you're dead. (laughs) Right. But, you know, that's why it's always in full capitals. But that's not English. Right. We're talking an English language. That's not English. You can't write like that. Full capitals is an acronym. Do you know what I mean by an acronym? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bog off, buy one, get one free, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Well, that is full capitals can only be in the English language an acronym, right? If, if it's not an acronym, then it's not English. It must be dog Latin for full capitals, Okay. So they're not writing the ticket to you. They're writing the ticket to an, um, um, an acronym or dog Latin. So certainly not you. So you can fight it if you want to stand as a man, which, you know, but it takes a lot of time, effort, and probably more money, right, <laughs> than paying for the ticket, to be honest. Really? Okay. Right? So pick your battles. Is it worth it? I know, I know people who've literally spent, like, months and months and months fighting the heart out to get the children back because the children were well, well, sons and daughters. He got them back because he uh, wrote the notices as a man. I, a man, uh, want my property back, and I am putting a claim in against you, the Child Protection Agency man, mm-hmm. right, for theft for a trespass by way of theft of my property. That is my property. Yeah. I have a friend who yeah, did that so, as well. She got her, she got her, her, uh, her kids back kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's just easy language. It's common parlance. It's what's yeah. been taught and, and literally programmed into you. You can't, you can't help it. You just say it accidentally. Yeah. But so all, I'm, all I'm saying is, you know, if you want to fight the ticket, then you can go and you can cross it off and say like, uh, um, not known here because it isn't. Right. Return for value. You, uh, they do a lot of that in America. Return for value. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and send the ticket back because it's not your name. OK, so but again, all I'm saying is when you if you've got a chance of like really developing it, put your effort into learning how to be a man standing in law and don't worry about the ticket. Pay it so you can concentrate on bigger things. 
But I understand, you know, if you want to do it, then fight it by standing. Well, I'm a man. It's like, show me the crime. You could even go to court if you wanted to, to fight the parking ticket, to mm -hmm. fight the speeding ticket and walk in and stand as a man. Right. Which is you're going to have to make sure you know what you're doing. Right. But when yeah. they tell you to stand up, sit down, when they tell you to sit down, stand up. And when they say to you, if it was me, is Mr. Peter Wilson here? You stand up and say, no, I, the man Peter, am here. And I have a claim here that, you know, because by then they'll be like, there's, in England, if you don't pay your parking ticket right, or, or speed and fine, it goes from 50 pounds to a thousand. That's extortion. <laughs> you know, yeah. they either pay the ticket or I'm taking you to court and it's a thousand pounds instead of a hundred. That's extortion. That may as well be like, you know, Silvio from the Sopranos coming. So, well, look, pay me now or like next week it's going to be double. It's the same thing. Mm. But people don't look at it that way. That's extortion. Yeah. So I'm just look, I have a claim here against uh, the chief constable. Uh, but he's causing me harm by trespass by way of extortion. Now, obviously, they're going to shout and scream at you, but you say, well, I am man, I'm here, and I have my claim. I want to press my claim on the court, my court on a court of law, and convert the court from a court of legal to a court of law. And then you get the judge, who probably have a heart attack, to act as a magistrate. So what he's going to now, he doesn't have to worry about being a judge with an opinion. He can only be a magistrate and listen to law, listen to facts. Mm. That is what law is. And I definitely do not recommend anybody go to court unless they absolutely know what they're doing. So I've seen some scary videos. Uh, <laughs> they will try everything in their power to to prevent you from from, you know, getting the job done. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people try and do it the wrong way and try and be this free man on the land stuff. And, you know, that is a title. And all we've got to do is remember titles are legal. Avoid the titles. You are a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, um, and if you do want to go to court, take a long time studying it before you go there. But, you know, and, and, and if you get a parking ticket in the meantime, while you're studying, pay the parking ticket and keep studying until you know you can stand on your ground and be a man or a woman uh, and know that because the, what they'll do is spend the entire time trying to trick you mm. as soon as you give them joinder you've lost right so it's just avoiding joinder and knowing what this the whole thing like you say the language but it's not language because that word itself is made up of ling which is totally like it's all uh, satanical uh, satanic but going into the fact of being a man and not allowing them to trick you into saying the wrong words, which is what they'll do. And, and the thing is, they've had a lot of training at it. Yeah, they certainly have. Um, it's just so tricky, you know, like standing as a, as a man and then like some people are cr crossing over to, into legal and using their forms and things like that. Um, is that possible or is using, that joiner using, using their forms you know like they go they go into court and then use their their type of forms i don't know what kind of forms they're filling out um but they're um yeah they they they're trying to do that as a man or a woman but crossing into the legal in that way mm, well it, it sounds it, dangerous to me but i don't <laughs> yeah well you can you, like I was saying before about like swapping hats, you can be in the private as a man, step into the public and be that persona for the title. If you need to be like driving, 
instead of traveling, right? And then step back into uh, the private again. You can do that, but you can't be both. It's like oil and water. They okay. will not mix. So right. if you go into a court, remember, you're going into a maritime jurisdiction. Yes. It's maritime law. Okay, the law of the sea. That rules the entire world, no matter which country you're in. Right? So if you go in there and you try and use one of their uh, statutes in the maritime law and say you're a man, where you, you've already said you're not a man. You exactly. can't. You can't. Yeah. Right. That was, that was the point I was trying to make. You can't be both a man and operate within their statutory system. Right. Yeah. So if you're going into, um, like we we're talking about the bar before, the Temple Bar, which is, you know, the British accredited registry, which is in the uh, Temple Bar in the city of London, right? But in a court, you have a bar that you have to cross, mm -hmm. okay? Crossing the bar. It's all maritime. That is a ship. The ship's bar. As soon as you step onto there, you've gone off the dry land onto the ship. Mm -hmm. So what I was saying is when like when they try and get you to say your name and they'll make you cross the bar, you have already given joinder. You are already a person and you are already guilty. The only thing is how much are you going to pay? It's not about if you're guilty or not. It's nothing to do with it. It used to be, are, are you innocent or not? Now it's either guilty or not guilty. They're just using the word guilty, right? And there's no such thing as that. You know, when the uh, you cross the bar, you're a man. You, you are not a man. You've gone into uh, the legal. But if you stand before the bar and you declare, "I, a man, Peter, am here on this matter. I have a claim that I want to press on the court of law to make this my court of law." And when we convert this to my court of law, I will cross the bar. All right. Now, obviously, this is well advanced. I'm not telling people to do this, but if you mm -hmm. study it, right, then you can cross the bar when you've converted the court to law, not legal. Gotcha. Which is like, you know, that guy I was talking about, who's John, his name is John, and he got his children back by his, his sons and daughters back by doing exactly that. You know, and he was serious. He was going to lose them forever. And they were going to put him in jail for made up charges to stop him getting his sons and daughters back. So he had to fight it all. Wow. You know, I mean, that was a lot to have on your mind and, and know everything that you're supposed to do. So and this is who I've studied with for a long time and, and still study with and go on and on and on, you know, and keep looking at it and keep studying, try and sharpen the, uh, the, the, the tools, as it were. But, mm -hmm. you know, this and this is the difference between lawful and legal. And they'll always try to drag you into the maritime uh, scenario, into the maritime court. Everything's all it's all it's all maritime. Just look around it, you know, even so are you my friend. Yes, we're in friendship. You know, <laughs> you want to learn a job, get an apprenticeship. You know, it's like, you know, if you're going to go in, uh, in, in, into a bank and they're going to stop your funds, they're going to freeze your assets. <laughs> you know, so it's like, or, or like, I'm fluid, I'm liquid, I have plenty of money, you know? Liquidate. I'm, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm just keeping my head above water. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything is, is about uh, the maritime and uh, the maritime law. You just don't realize, you know, all the different things that you're saying, you know? Even we're saying about like a private members, don't have them as a, in a membership. <laughs> right, right. You're just a member. You have no membership. You're just a member. Gotcha. Not a membership.
Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've made you all into citizens. So you have citizenship. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're agreeing to it and you don't even realize it. Mm. You know? Well, very tricky stuff. Yeah. It's a swamp. It's a huge swamp. Would you say you've had a lot of success um, operating this way? Um, you know, getting both like getting what you want and then maybe even financially, do people have success with these methods? Well, financially, for sure, you know, because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's obviously I made sure everything's in the private members association. So, you know, but we've got on to advanced things. This can't really explain now. It's too much. But, you know, which is like totally wipes you off the system completely. Yeah. You know, so you literally don't exist, really. Um, you know, so you've got to make sure that you have um, um, a way of doing commerce, by the way, because once you've disappeared, you do disappear, mm. <laughs> you know, so um, off everything. So so that it's been very successful. And I've been able to help a lot of different people as well be successful in their own bits. I mean, you know, just on, on the financial side, when people are dealing with their own debts, it, fair enough, it's not down to um, like, you know, the, 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 the law and legal, right? But I do understand the fiction that they've created. So I've actually been able to, been able to crush a lot of people's debts for them as well and get them out of debts um, that they thought they were going to be under for, for, for years and years and years and now we and we got rid of them straight away because i can see when they use their own rules they break their own rules now now i'm not talking about the um the governments or the officials i'm talking about private companies who do like you know they try and use um the the legal mm -hmm. statutes but they break them all the time and i can see it and they're and, uh, using a lawful way uh, we go in and smash debts, smash them. I've been able to wipe out a quarter of a million pound in one letter. Boom, gone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Well, definitely worth uh, checking it out. Um, so the the website is claimyourstrawman.com. And is there anywhere else uh, people can find you or any other information you want to let them know? <clears throat> On the YouTube channel, um, forgot what's calling <laughs> return to democracy 2021 which is okay. too late now i've missed it <laughs> <laughs> no i was very ambitious but uh yeah return to democracy 2021 okay. so uh, the youtube channel so there's some good information on there as well great well this has flown by um so thank you so much a lot of really great information we'll uh we'll definitely have to uh to chat again because i know you know, you can just go on and on with this, with this stuff forever. There's a lot to, a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when people hear a little bit as well, though, it just gives them like, you know, a hundred questions that they need to ask from what's something that they've just heard as well, but I enjoyed it. I loved it. Thank you very much. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks again. And hope to uh, connect with you again, Peter. Yeah. The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.